everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 187, entitled Link Invades Mario Maker. And uh, my name is Steve, but I am joined, as always, by Barry. Hey, Barry. How's it going? Hey, guys. It's always a pleasure to be here. And also joined by Greg. Hey, Greg. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Yeah. And uh, again, we're going to be talking all about... Uh, this this link coming in and invading Mario Maker and what that's all about and this was recent update uh, but we're also going to be talking about some GameStop rumors um, some things that have been going on recently with uh, kind of follow up from last episode we're going to be talking about our Game Awards predictions we're going to be talking about uh, Black Friday stuff and our gaming halls and and uh, Fire Emblem Heroes speculation uh, a little bit about PlayStation because uh, they've been uh, kind of honored recently uh, Sony's been honored with a, a cool award recently. Um, but uh, before we get into all of that, we're going to talk about uh, what we've been playing. Um, but uh, as you guys kind of go back in your mind and uh, remember what you've been playing over the last couple of weeks, um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and also remind you to hit that uh, subscription button on whatever you watch us or listen to us on. If you're watching on, on YouTube, um, make sure you hit that bell as well. But if you're listening after the fact on your favorite podcast app just hit that subscription button um, that way you can have it every time uh, we just post and you don't have to worry about going and, and tracking us down or anything like that and uh, and if you would uh, please um, kind of leave us a positive comment um, uh, review anything like that and that just kind of helps us um, be found by other people looking for nintendo content um, but, uh, but yeah, if you're joining us live, we have a, a chat room going live during the live shows and we encourage you guys to throw in your thoughts about any of the things that we discuss, um, we'll refer to the chat room throughout the night. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'd love to have you join us. If you've never joined us for a live, uh, recording of the Nintendo Fuse podcast, um, we would love to, to have you there. So make sure you do try to do that. We pretty much on an every other Tuesday kind of schedule. Um, so we'd love to have you there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, and all that out of the way, enough of that. Let's talk about what we've been playing. So let's go to you first, Barry. Uh, what am I been playing? Uh, I've been playing quite a bit. Um, but not as much as I'd like to be playing because of the holidays. So I've had uh, family over. Uh, uh, so the main thing that I was playing was finishing Pokemon. Uh, so I finished Pokemon Shield and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I really enjoyed my time. And I didn't I didn't catch them all. Uh, I got a lot of them. I got in the 200 out of 400. I could continue. It's, it has a little wonky online stuff for me. But... Uh, I can continue, and maybe when my wife catches up, I'll go back to it, or if people want to do things. Um, but right now, I've just been focusing on other games, uh, one of which has been the game Downwell, which uh, I will be talking about on the next uh, Switch Mania Playcast. Um, this was a game I wasn't planning on playing, and then uh, Jeffrey, who has been so nice to uh, keep me around, is like, oh, yeah, we're going to do Downwell, play it. I'm like, okay, I guess i got to play it. So uh, I played a little of that, uh, which is uh, it's a fun little arcade game. I'll, I'll just say that for now. Um, but my meat and potatoes, I've really been sinking my time into uh, AI, <clears throat> which is a game from the Zero Escape creator. And I love Zero Escape. And so far, I'm really having fun with it. Uh, I think this is uh, th there's a lot to this. It's like uh, 
it's almost a little bit of L.A. noir in terms of like there's a cop, you're a cop and there's a murder mystery you got to deal with. But you also go into people's dreams and psyche and it's kind of freaky and you got like mental locks you have to get through. Uh, but you only have six minutes to do it. So every action you do actually takes time. So like if you see a book, you can choose to like read it or rip it up. But like read it may take 20 seconds of your time and ripping it up may take 10 seconds of your time. So you have to decide. And, you know, there may not be a point to reading the book at all. It just could be just flavor text. So you have to decide how you spend your time. Uh, really interesting concept. Um, and uh, it has a flow chart system like the Zero Escape. So you can go back and forth as you choose because it's like a choose your own adventure style book. Um, the, uh, other thing I've been playing a little bit is the game Street Outlaws, which is a game I absolutely would not be playing. Um, I got it for the collection, but my father-in-law is a very big Street Outlaws fan. So when, of course, this came out, I showed my wife and she was like, oh, this would be a great bonding experience for the two of you. And I'm like, okay, which translates to him sitting there and him watching me play because he doesn't do games. <laughs> and it's, it's not a very good game. In fact, my wife was laughing at how bad I was doing it. So I handed her the controller. I said do better and she was doing equally as bad because the controls aren't very good but uh, but yeah so I, that's really about it in terms of the Switch of course uh, I'm still playing Final Fantasy 14 on the PC, uh, still doing Dragalia Lost on the phone, in fact there's a Mega Man event going on right now so the fact that I can have Mega Man and Marth in my team is pretty ridiculous. It is almost like Smash Brothers and Dragalia Lost, which is kind of cool. And I'm still casually doing Pokemon Go um, by casually, literally the bare minimum <laughs> every day. And like yesterday, we had snow here, and I did not get a spin or a Pokestop or anything like that. I'm like, I'm not going out in the snow. <laughs> you know, I'll deal with it. I don't care. Uh, it's just not a priority anymore. But yeah. that's mainly what I've been doing. Nice. Nice. Barry or uh, Greg, sorry. Uh, how about you? I don't have quite as long of a list as uh, Barry's got there. <laughs> that's for sure. <clears throat> well, I'll go through the, the normal stuff. Fire Emblem Heroes, playing that every day still. Um, we've got a little bit to talk about that I'm least excited. I know neither of you probably really care much about that. But anyways, uh, moving on. Um, still playing Dr. Mario World as well. Completed like the... Um, they're doing clinic events and stuff where he helps out certain characters, and I've already completed all three seasons of it so far to date. Um, then finally over on Switch, I <clears throat> just picked up that Untitled Goose Game because mm. I was kind of intrigued by its uh, nomination for, I think it was like Indie Game of the Year or something like that, or I don't forget the exact nomination, but it had me very intrigued and i watched some gameplay videos and it looked like it would be kind of interesting style puzzle game and i really like puzzle games so i did end up purchasing it and then i got maybe about an hour into it and just having a blast so far it's pretty fun controlling a little goose and annoying this little farmer guy and you can like <laughs> raise your wings at him and like <laughs> honk at him and try to move all of his stuff all over the place and then he has to like tries to move it back to where it goes and yeah it's really kind of cool with the way that they've done that so naturally he moves faster than you so if he catches you you just auto drop the thing that you're moving and then he just like kind of picks it up mm -hmm. so there's not really any like hit points or like lifes or dying it's you just kind of like forcibly give up the thing that you're doing and then he just tries to reset it for you like he'll put it back to where it goes and whatnot so there's like a bunch of objectives, so you have to like get them like wet, or you have to like 
have a picnic by the river by stealing like a pumpkin and a carrot and his his thermos cup with his coffee in it and like a beach basket so it was it's been a lot of fun so far and hopefully we'll be playing a lot more of it in the coming weeks nice have uh i'm not a big fan of, of pewdiepie but his playthrough of untitled goose game is hilarious like it made me laugh so much because um, the game's goofy and he's goofy and it's just it's really funny um but yeah yeah if you had watched our game chat on like the west of loathing it's kind of along that kind of humor style like it's just kind of like just really complete silly and like it's just meant to have a lot of fun it's not like super serious and so obviously yeah. that game much different that's like an rpg and it was like with like stick figures and had all sorts of different other stuff with that but just trying to say it's kind of fun and a little bit more like different than your average game yeah yeah for sure um all right uh yeah barry are you saying that um is is our is our uh, video live that people seeing it I uh, the the first link that uh, you put out there with the reminder where yeah. um, it's it, it never loaded for me. So oh, I checked weird. our I checked uh, our actual YouTube uh, page and it it shows two versions of it. It ah. shows the one uh, starting and the one the the live stream. You you made a live stream. It's like a separate. Oh, is that what we're we're doing right now? I yeah, think apparently. I may have hit the wrong button. So I oh well. think you well, did. At least it's live, and we can we can take care of that later. I oh. guess so. It's like Roth um, jumped in. Roth is in there. He it's says the one oops. That... So <laughs> people yeah, are finding it. I guess so. That's that's unfortunate. Um, we won't we won't start restart or anything like that. But uh, yeah. so we'll just. We'll, We'll get it up there, and people people will eventually find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I've been playing uh, several several different uh, games. Um, one of the games I played, I, I did write a review about it um, called One Person Story, and uh, it's been out for I think a year or so, um, but it just got ported over to Switch uh, not too long ago, and um, it's it's really like a puzzle game, uh, but it, it was. It's written um, about, it's really, it, it takes you on this journey um, through someone who is who's dealing with life, and there's like this deep story to it um, that, that just narrates as you go through, and, and as you as you progress through each stage so each stage is a one screen and you get from this little ball this bouncing ball from the bottom of the screen to the top screen and then you keep on moving up and uh and each stage has has elements that tie into the story and it's about going through life and and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's difficult and sometimes you have to lean on your friends and sometimes you have choices to make and and you even get to a certain point in it where you have to where the the main character is is not doing well mentally and you have to make a decision whether to jump or not to jump and so it's like it's a deep storyline that's basically just this puzzle game um and you have to think on your feet and be quick with how you move things around but it's uh it's quite the it's quite the uh the game um and it's really really cheap so i highly recommend um getting that as i've also been playing um b simulator and I uh, got that uh, for review as well. And um, I got about, oh, I don't know, uh, an hour, a couple hours into it and um, 
hit two points. Um, one point uh, that um, I I got to a, a part in the in the game where I needed to be like exact before I could progress, and I couldn't I couldn't do it. Inside uh, <laughs> so my skill was just not at the right place, and uh, also not only was my skill uh, not at the right place it needed to be at that time, but I was also about ready to throw up. Um, as I was playing it, the, the motion sickness had fully kicked in and I was, I was at a headache. I was sweating and I was like, if I even try this level one more time, I'm going to a hurl all over my desk. This is awful. Uh, so I had to give it up. So I'll be writing a review of it soon. They're, they've actually been emailing me saying, Hey, when's your coverage coming through? Um, and it's one of those, those emails that you, you, as a, you know, as a, even an amateur, uh, video game journalist and you go, you know what? You don't want to hear what I have to say about your game. <laughs> you really don't because it, it wasn't good. Um, the graphics are not that great. You basically have this like static B in the middle of your screen and then you move everything around around it. So it stays in the middle and it kind of, it's just not good. Um, so, uh, other than that, is I should keep my copy sealed. Yes, you should definitely <laughs> keep your, knowing you and your vertigo and everything else, definitely keep that copy sealed and, put it away um <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> um and it's not really a simulator either like that's the weird thing like it's not like like the goat simulators and different things are even like the other ones that are a little more realistic simulator it's it's like you can you run into things you don't even like you go underwater and it doesn't bother you and you you fly in some guy's face and they, it's like eh they don't even but, and then you can sting them, and they're just like, mm. I'm like, if I got stung by a bee 20 times in the face, I'd be doing more than just meh. <laughs> like, yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, you would die, too. Like, when a bee right. stings somebody, it's a Exactly. Dead. Exactly. So I was actually surprised that when I, when I flew around some <coughs> of the balloons, that I actually could pop them. I was like, if, if the people aren't reacting to me stinging them, am I actually going to be able to pop these balloons? And I could. So that was, that was surprising. Um, but yeah, it, it's not been good. Um, also played, of course, Rocket League finished up, uh, Rocket Pass 5, 5, I think. We're going to go into 6 really soon. Um, did all the, that stuff and everything. And, um, I also had, I, I opened up Mario Kart Tour again, um, the other day. I was like, you know what? I haven't played this in a while. I'm going to see, and I, and the, 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 christmas winter themed kind of stuff like drew me back in i was like that'd be cool if i could if i could pick up one of the the mario um with the the hats or whatever or something like that um i thought it'd be cool kind of cool and i haven't got him but i did play around with the the first couple levels and everything and and uh and then realized quickly that um i still don't like it um but i i had i was pleasantly surprised to see that they had updated the the controls a little bit so now you can you can do drift but they also have a button at the bottom where you can turn which is nice um so that's the kind of little the best of both worlds but i also don't like going back and forth between the two and often when i tried to turn i ended up missing a drift and it, it just yeah it's the controls are yeah, awful the controls aren't the best yeah. although i'll tell you right now if you do the tour it's kind of funny because they only really added one one new track, which is uh, the DK Mountain Pass, I think, from mm-hmm. 3DS. But all the other tracks in the game, to make them Christmas-themed, they added a Christmas tree. 
and every <laughs> single track has a Christmas tree in it. Nice. And it's funny. It's almost like where did they throw it in? And like one, it's like underwater and stuff like that. It's it's worth playing <laughs> through the tracks just to spot the Christmas nice. tree. They're like Easter egg Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's uh, like here we go, Kalahari Desert, Christmas themed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh uh, well. Um, also, I just wanted to draw attention. I forgot to mention this at our at our last uh, on our last podcast that I did. Um, I got a an early uh, not a copy, but a early product um, from Fixture. Um, they have the S one, and this is a uh, basically if if you like playing your your Switch portably and you want to play with your uh, Pro controller, you can actually like snap this on your Pro controller. And uh, and then put your your switch like on the top it has rails that it slides in. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it, but if if you want to do that, I'll have a full review of it eventually. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's well made. I it might actually still be in Kickstarter. Um, I'm not sure. I need to check on that. But um, but yeah, if it's something you're if you you know have been wanting to play portably um, in handheld uh, mode, but but you want to play with your your pro controller instead, this is something you might want to check out. Um, but yeah, it's called Fixture F I X T U R E, and this is the S one. And uh, yeah, this is the Founders Edition that I have. But um, but yeah, it kind of folds up really nicely and, and goes away. But, but yeah, you put your switch up here and you can rotate it a little bit. And then uh, your Pro Controller kind of goes in here. And yeah, it makes it kind of top heavy, um, but it does it does work. Um, kind of makes me scared every time it snaps on my on my Pro Controller. I'm not sure if it's going to break it or not because it's a pretty tight fit. But hey, it, it does work. Um, and also wanted to point out really quick before we get into all the news and everything that uh, PDP uh, put out a new case um, that uh, your switch kind of goes up here and it's it's kind of cool because it's a two-in-one case so this is going to be kind of loud um, but there's velcro under there so you can take the top off and you just want to carry your switch around um, like a regular case but then you can um, you can take these off it's just a handheld thing but he has a, a, a regular strap that you can put over your shoulder and you can put everything down here at the bottom um so if you're looking for a fairly light small case um to take around uh, your entire uh system your dock all that stuff um pdp actually put out put this out and it's it seems pretty good so far um i'll probably be using it over the holidays to uh to kind of um take my switch around uh, to family and everything so yeah so, all right, all that out of the way, all we've been playing and, and playing around with and all that stuff, let's talk about some news. Um, so there's a couple <coughs> quick things that, uh, that we want to uh, get into. One is a follow-up, actually, from our last podcast. We talked about uh, the, the recent changes in GameStop's uh, rewards program and everything, and we actually got a, a comment on our last uh, podcast that I wanted to bring up. Um, Ryan Anthony said that when they told me the pro membership I'd paid for would deny me the benefits that I was promised come spring, I officially decided no longer uh, to no longer shop at GameStop come this upcoming spring. It's been nice. <laughs> so he's enjoyed it so far. Um, and uh, and so, yeah. So, Barry, it seems like there's some recent rumors maybe to follow up on this. What's going on there at GameStop? Uh, yeah, a lot is going on, at least from what it, the way it seems. And it, it definitely appears as if the ship is 
sinking. Mm. Uh, GameStop as a corporate is uh, apparently closing like 300 of the European stores. Uh, the rumor is is that after the holidays, 2,000 American stores will be closing down, um, which is a lot of stores and very well could be one of or multiple of your local stores. Um, but they're also, you know, just been doing a lot of desperate practices. And by desperate practices, it's, it seems like they're, they're making it so that employees have to do X, Y, and Z strictly or they're fired. And where X, Y, and Z are, are, you know, pushing things or adding things on to people's transactions they may not want, or uh, even, even make it so that if you sell a console, you have to sell it with a game. Like you can't just sell the console. And like, like when I when I heard that one, it's like you know what I've been thinking about getting maybe a Switch Lite, and now I absolutely will not buy it at GameStop simply because I would feel bad to get somebody fired because they'd be like, you want to buy a game, and it's like there's no game on the shelf you can point to that I don't already own, you know, and it's like I I couldn't do that to somebody, and that's that's terrible. Uh, on top of that, they. Uh, the website is is also ripping people off. Um, during the holiday week, and they had a, a sale. It was buy two get one free for current consoles, and buy one get one free on retro or not retro, but like the past generation consoles. So I I did take advantage of it, uh, which I'll talk about more later. Um, but if you did that in a store, and let's say you bought two fifty dollar pre owned games and two five dollar pre owned games, anyone with a basic math degree will be like, all right, you buy a $50 game, you get the next $50 game free and then five and the next five free. Um, that's how it would work because if it didn't work that way, you'd see our two separate transactions. If you do it on gamestop.com, it doesn't work that way. You're getting the two $5 games for free. They're going to charge you the hundred dollars. Now, if you're paying attention, at least you can catch this, but not only is it shady, it's also preying on people during the holidays that are going to be like, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of quick games. I'm going to add them all to the cart. I'm going to trust the computer to give me the best deal. Yes, purchase. Let's go. I want my son to have a lot of games for Christmas or my daughter to have a lot of games for Christmas. Um, and then you're actually losing money. You're, you're, this, the website is actually taking money from you because it will not do the correct way of doing it. And then you say, well, you can just make multiple transactions, which is true. But if you have, like a, if you have a, a membership, you get free shipping on $35 or more. So if you have, let's say, oh, I want two $15 games or, or say four $15 games. Okay, well, cool. It's going to accurately do it, right? But then you're only totaling $30. You don't get free shipping. So I'm going to add on a $5 game to get free shipping. And by doing that, you're going to get that $5 game for free and you're going to be charged for a $15 game. It's going to cost you $10 more. Um, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, and especially during this holiday season when it's absolutely, you know, crunch time, so to speak. It's just a way for a company, which is apparently failing pretty hard, to milk more money out of people in a deceitful way and and i caught it and i'm sure other people have caught it but i'm willing to bet more people than not did not catch it and i didn't try the buy two get one free um but i'm assuming it's going to do the same kind of system where if you add six games you're going to get the two cheapest free regardless of the price um i 
and, it's, and I, as far as I'm aware, it's still like that today. Uh, I don't know if that that sale is still going on. I think it ended on Monday. But it's it's just there's a lot of dirty practices that they're doing, and it's it's signs of desperation. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where you know GameStop was not necessarily a part of my childhood. You know, I had Funko Land before they they got bought out, but. If this was a part of your childhood, this could be the end of part of your childhood. So if you have fun memories or if you're interested in, in buying stuff, um, I mean, I would I would look into that. Or just wait till next year when there's going to be liquidation probably. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, personally, I'm just glad that I'm not shopping at GameStop and I haven't been shopping at GameStop for a long time. So no worries here. Barry or Greg? I keep calling you Barry tonight. Greg, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, same deal with me. I haven't been inside a GameStop at least in like three or four years now. So it's it's more of a matter of choice. I have no reason to really win. And I always feel like I'm getting hassled for whatever. And then if they want to try to say, like, oh, you have to, you're getting two $5 games for free. And if you pay for the two $50 games, I'd be like, screw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Now, another thing is there, one of the things they're told to push, which I'm sure, and this is not a recent thing, I'm sure you guys have experienced this too if you've ever bought at GameStop. Would you like to get the protection plan on the game you're purchasing? It's only X amount of money. Uh, I'm sure you guys have gotten that. Um, That is just something they do with every single customer. Um, If you buy a protection plan, first off, most of the time those things are rip-offs and you don't buy them. But if you do buy them, and it's like, all right, I'll buy the year protection or a two-year protection, and the company goes out of you know bankrupt next year or, or closes down next year. You're not getting your money's worth. So how many people are going to be like, oh, I'm going to buy this for my son because he maybe destroys things or whatever, and then they're never going to be able to take that in because they're out of business or, or they're closing out. And it almost seems like the things they're doing are just for the shareholders to raise the price of the shares just a little bit so they can cash out. And, of course, once that happens – I mean, it's over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, hey, Ryan Anthony, he's in the chat, and he says that uh, he used to actually work at GameStop for two years, uh, or, to, or sorry, two years ago, and uh, he can tell you right now they push uh, very questionable, borderline illegal business practices. So that's that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, Jared says uh, the best uh, sale the GameStop puts out is uh, the bag deal where you pay five dollars and you get a bag of. 20 to 25 percent off all the collectibles and that's the only deal he really uses that often that's that's actually what i've been buying at gamestop lately like not that i go there very often but if i do go in there i don't i don't even i I look at the games but i mostly go to the collectibles and i I see what kind of t-shirts they got on sale what kind of uh board games what kind of uh like little collectibles and stuff that they have on sale because they run some pretty good deals on some of that stuff and uh that's where i that's what i go to gamestop for anymore I i don't remember the last time i well you know what I do remember I got I got a Ring Fit Adventure at um, GameStop, but that was only because I couldn't find it at uh, the the area that I was I was out of town at the time, and I couldn't find it at, at Walmart, and uh, and so I I went it to GameStop because I was like, okay, I know they're gonna have it, um, but that was that was the first time I bought a game at GameStop <coughs> in a long time. So. Yeah, speaking of. Um of dead pieces of childhood too. I meant to say this before, but I want to tack this on now. I did go somewhere today, so hopefully this this does come through on the uh, on the uh, Skype. But I'm gonna uh, I'll put the uh, my phone up, and hopefully you can see what this picture is. 
of where I went. Ah, oh, you went to the Toys R Us that the, reopened. The only, or the, the only, only, the only one, opened? the next one I uh, opened last week. Um, the next one that's opening is in two days in Texas, but is the only cur- current open Toys R Us right now. And in the United States. Well, in the United States, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it's interesting how they redesigned the store, because we did talk about Toys R Us closing before. Um, mm-hmm. They actually made it where instead of aisles and aisles and aisles of toys, um, there's like little cubicles almost of interactive experiences, you know, different toys like Lego uh, has one and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and, and it's really cool because it's like, here's all these interactive experiences, these interactive cubbies. Um, and sure enough, one of those cubbies is in fact Nintendo. Nintendo themselves has an entire cubby and that cubby contains switches um you know with, with demo stations that you can play uh huh. switch you know, regular switch light it's got games that you can pick up and play of course it's got little interactive um things uh, there's a pipe um there's a little flagpole with mario you can pose by um and and of course it's just really interesting just to see like oh here is an actual um toys r us with nintendo being such a huge focus um in it because like there's there's like maybe eight, seven, eight cubbies in like a movie area. And uh, just nice to see Nintendo just get a huge, no no other console manufacturer was there. There's no Sony, there's no Microsoft, it's all Nintendo. Um, so nice. yeah, it's another place to buy games, but it's, I hope it's a, the start of a bringing Toys R Us back, yeah. but I figured I'd share that, that I happen to go to that. That's today. cool. How far away is that from you? Five minutes from my house. Really? <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice so it wasn't a big drive it was just we, we went we went to the mall to go to the movies actually today and it was like oh my god you know i forgot toys r us is open and it's right next to the movie theater so let's go check it out that's awesome um that was my first time being at the revamp because it, again it opened you know last week mm-hmm. but yeah if, if you're in the area you definitely can check it out i think it's cool and uh if you're in texas and uh, you're excited about it opening uh i check it out and hopefully it does well i think they want to open a total of 10 locations in the u.s and hopefully that expands and they don't go bankrupt again but just seeing jeffrey giraffe again was just like my childhood uh it also didn't help that we went to go see the mr rogers movie so it was total uh, that's total childhood yeah. all day. that's some that's some nostalgia <laughs> day right there uh roth roth says that if only they bring it back kb toys i'm with you oh, roth K- KB toys is coming back i thought oh i thought they were coming back don't give me false hope <laughs> i think they want to start it back up again on nice. smaller scale nice. the internet at a different age yeah uh you you said like uh the the one that i grew up with um they got bought out by a GameStop was electronics boutique like i remember yeah. eb games um a lot more and then uh bigger they they got bought up in like 2006 yeah 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 it's been it's been a while <laughs> um but i do remember uh, what about babbage uh, the software oh, etc yes. that oh, bought up man that's yeah all of those like that's that's where all that's where i went software too, I think, was another one they bought up i think yeah that's that's exactly where i went to uh when I when I went to the mall, usually with my mom, my grandma, I'm like, okay, I'll 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 be in Babbage's, I'll be in EB, like that's that's where I'll be. So you you come come find me when you're when you're done shopping. That's where I'm gonna be the whole time. So 
Uh, all right. Uh, Sam goodies. Like we're just going right back down to the nostalgia thing of every Ryan just wants everything from the nineties. I agree. And a lot of things from the nineties are coming back. They really are making a return. So, uh, Greg, what, tell us a little bit about fire emblem heroes. Like, uh, there may be an update coming soon. Yeah. 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 So, the uh, word on the street is that uh, there's probably going to be a Fate channel this week. So, you know, that's because of our podcast that we always do. Oh, uh, yeah. Sounds I'm like so excited topic. for the Fae update. Yeah, <laughs> I should definitely send you the video when it's live, and then you can listen to Fae go, Fae! Flat, flat, Those videos are hysterical. <laughs> I love it. I covered one of yeah. them. That was, that was all. <laughs> I was like, I vowed never to do it ever again. <laughs> I was like, Greg, yeah, so, if we're going to cover these, they're all yours. <laughs> yeah, so the gist of it is, is like last year we got the start of book three in December. So like book three just wrapped up in November last month. And now, so book four is going to be coming out very soon. They haven't like they usually send out like update notifications if it's like a smaller update with just like a few features being added or a few things are being put into the added to this shop and a few things added here. They normally send all of that like an in-game notification, but the last in-game notification was just about the characters that are getting their latest batch of weapons, which they've done in every update for the last, I don't know, gosh, like 24 or some updates. <laughs> and then so... That's why there's book fours will be launching this month, and so there's probably going to be a major game update, possibly with new modes or new features, and no one knows what's going to be added to the game, and a lot of the people on the, at least in the community that I've been mentioning are just waiting, eagerly waiting for news and information, so a Fate channel is definitely due either tonight after this podcast or later this week even, so... Mm. No one knows what's coming, but we know it's coming soon, and we know like the next story check like, book is going to be launching this month. So nice, nice. So still playing the game. Just watch for the in-game notification of the Fate Channel video, and you can watch it. And they don't really do live streams anymore. They just go. By the way, we posted a new video to YouTube. Go watch it. So <laughs> <laughs> just go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I again, um, as everybody sure. knows, I'm not a huge fan of Fire Emblem, but hey, for people that are, that sounds cool. Yeah, I don't know what it would take to get Barry back on board playing again, but I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe Mega Man. You know, Mega Man's in Dragalia. I get Mega Man and Fire Emblem. I have to slow Mega down, Mega Man down a lot. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll just be an armored unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. So, any anything you're you're really hoping for, Greg, in this uh, in this update? I like, really like... hope they add like a skill shop because the, one of the biggest problems is like acquiring new units. Then you get like new that have all these brand new skills that get added to the game with like each new banner, which is like easily a few times a month because there's like special hero banners and normal chapter hero banners and everything along with that. But having an actual like skill shop where you could just purchase some skills or something that would be really great and then you're not having to kill some of your favorite units just to get a skill that you might need to remain very competitive mm. only 4.99 each <laughs> uh all right 
well, I guess we'll see maybe maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. Um, we'll find out what the uh, the update brings. Uh, Barry, you heard some news about uh, PlayStation, huh? Got <coughs> got honored by the Guinness Book of uh, or the Guinness Records, or I I remember the Guinness. <laughs> speaking Guinness of the '90s, Guinness Book of World Records, right? Like the all the yeah. the bookstore sales and everything during school. Like I always had to get my Guinness Book of World Records. So the uh, the Guinness Re- World Records um, honored PlayStation a little bit. Yeah, they uh, they were just uh, awarded a certificate for the best-selling video game home console brand ever, um, because unlike other companies like Nintendo and Microsoft, well, Microsoft's actually doing it with Xbox, but Nintendo likes to change the name of their systems. Uh, it's always Nintendo something that mm. you know. The Game Boy was as close as they got. The DS, you can argue, and the Wii, you can argue, but they never really stuck with the name. Like PlayStation, honestly, mm. did with it with Sony. So because of that, um, the total units sold. Um, they're going from the original console launch in Japan on the December 3rd, 1994, till November 7th, 2019, where a combined 450 uh, million, 190,000 units sold um, between PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. Mm. Um, that's a lot of, of consoles sold. Um, and of course, again, because they're all the PlayStation names and it's, it's only counting home consoles. But even if you look at their portables, the PlayStation Portable and the PlayStation Vita, they did keep that name. Yeah. Um, so th- th- again, this is only home consoles. Um, but it is still a very, very high record, and uh, it's a shame Nintendo, you know, might have had it had they kept the same naming conventions. Um, but we all know Nintendo stinks at naming uh, their systems, unfortunately, for the most part, uh, or at least up, n- updating the names. But uh, do, you know, I think it's worth congratulating mm-hmm. uh, Sony and the the PlayStation team for that because that is an amazing accomplishment and uh obviously since the next system is going to be the playstation 5 um it's going to be very hard for any company to top it at this point right yeah it sounds like they were just lazy and they didn't want to add up all the nintendo <laughs> different nintendo names <laughs> well it's 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 not about who sold the most consoles it's specifically best-selling brand. home console brand and that's just it. Nintendo isn't the brand. Nintendo is the company, just like mm. Sony isn't the brand. Sony is the company. Um, like even like Sony TVs weren't. Hey, I'm gonna buy a Sony TV. It's a Sony Bravia TV. Um, they they all have their names, and the brand is PlayStation. It's not Sony. It's a different division inside of Sony. Yeah. So Nintendo is only consoles. There is no brand to Nintendo other than like Game Boy, DS, Wii, like those. Even Switch is a brand, but when you you know, it's it's not enough total to hit that number because Nintendo keeps changing it up. Yeah. Well, do we go Isn't ahead? Isn't their name like part of the brand though? Like, yeah. I would always consider everything was called just Nintendo. If you talk to any parents that bought our consoles, not officially. Said, I'm gonna go to the store and but buy not officially. Like, yeah. And like, they did some things like the with Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Super right. Nintendo Entertainment. But system. then they went away Nintendo from that with. Then they went Wii. away. Like Wii was yeah. just Wii. It wasn't Nintendo Wii. Well, it was Nintendo well, Wii. Yeah, it was. But Actually, it wasn't. No, the official brand was Wii uh home console or something like that and like made by nintendo or something like that they actually because they've been they've been pretty clear about it's nintendo switch nintendo ds nintendo 3ds but the wii was just wii like that's how they branded it 
and that like the trademark was just we um so it was interesting but yeah, yeah. i just heard nintendo wii and i also heard like nintendo wii u <clears throat> yeah it's like nintendo switch so that's why i was figured like their name is almost kind of part of the brand it, it is but that's not what the award's for because that's the name of the company right because it's like the it's a sony playstation as well it is so sony wasn't awarded the the thing it was actually playstation that got the award so yeah it's the brand yeah. people will still know what you're saying hey do you have a nintendo but if but honestly if you ask the average person like the average not not a gamer not somebody in the community just like walked up to somebody on the street and say hey um you know do you play nintendo they're probably going to think of nes snes maybe even n64 maybe we maybe but they're not even on average even going to think about the switch even though the switch is selling like hotcakes like it instantly brings you back to the the older system like oh yeah i used to play nintendo it's kind of like the old ad have you played your atari today it didn't say have you played your atari 2600 today or your atari 800 or your atari 400 whatever it was have you played your atari today that's and that's a product of that time and that's where Nintendo came in. So they were kind of following suit. And and that's the unfortunate thing in terms of total sales. Although I don't even know in total sales who, who has sold more home consoles. Um, in portable, it's no question. Nintendo has sold the most portable consoles, period. Mm-hmm. But in terms of home consoles, at this point, I don't even know. Only because the you know the Sony has three consoles over three hundred million. Yeah. And one almost at a, oh what uh, one almost at a uh, three consoles over a hundred million is what I mean, and one almost at a hundred million. I guess four hundred and fifty total million. With PlayStation Two being the number one selling console of all time, um, I'm not sure what all Nintendos added up, but like the NES was like forty something million or fifty something million, and the SNES actually undersold it. It was like forty something million or fifty yep. something million. Like it was lower. The N64 was like. 30 something million the, the gamecube was only 20 it really it just kept going down <laughs> it kept going down into the <laughs> wii, wii yeah. it, it actually did if you look at a chart mm-hmm. it all goes down into the wii and then it drops to the wii u which was 30 31 million uh ryan's posting actual numbers so 61 and then 49 uh, nes and snes so those two alone just equal 100 million um the wii is the only nintendo home console to sell over 100 million and it barely did it yeah. um the switch is on pace to do it but if you look at all the others it's it's not even close even if you counted it as a nintendo brand yeah and that's the thing as much as nintendo is beloved as much as nintendo is profitable it's still in home console only has not sold as much as playstation one to four yeah if you look at if you look at handhelds then nintendo is most likely on top um, but again, you have to count the PSP and the Vita then as well, which even though the Vita didn't do as well, the <laughs> PSP did very well. Yeah. PSP, I think, had like 80 something million. Like it wasn't it wasn't something to shy at. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, didn't the DS match the PlayStation 2? No, under it was like it was just under it. But it, but again, uh, the PS2 well, took home console, yeah. but but DS did did undersell the 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 ps2 ds is the number one handheld console Hmm. of all times in terms of sales and it's nothing to shy away from um but it still doesn't equal even though nintendo has had more consoles in more years remember nintendo got in on the 80s video gaming was you know they're coming off the video game crash 
Mm-hmm. I mean, no people were playing in the 80s and we were playing in the 80s growing up. But the vast majority of people looked at games as toys. They weren't adults playing NES games. I mean, there were some, don't get me wrong, but I mean, like the, the average Joe, like if you went to a business you know, office in 1985, 1986, 87, they weren't sitting around the co- water cooler talking about how they were doing in The Legend of Zelda, as awesome as it would be, or Super Mario Brothers. But if you go to one right now, I guarantee that there's going to be some kind of conversation about Call of Duty, of Fortnite, of Apex, of even Star Wars. Uh, you know, There's going to be some kind of conversation about video games because it is so mainstream at this point. Yeah. Yeah, those are the people who got hooked when they were when it was Mario and yep. Zelda, <laughs> and they just stuck with exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so, so I, I think the coolest. Uh, I, it's it's actually quite amazing. I think to me to to think about that because I think in general, I mean, um, recently I, I read a. a, a saw something that that apparently Miyamoto has gone on record that he wants to make um, Mario as much of a a name brand and as recognizable as Mickey Mouse. And it was odd to me because I think it once was that. Like, I thought there was a time when actually Mm -hmm. Mario was as recognizable as Mickey Mouse or more recognizable. Um, But... But that's the case. I think there are so many people in the in the the world as a whole, especially in the United States and, and Japan and and uh, and Europe, that that really feel that like if you ask the just general population about video games, they probably know about m- m- Nintendo games more than anything else. So I think it's probably the I, anecdotal evidence that I think it's the most recognizable brand. However. PlayStation has sold a lot more. And that's just interesting to me. I like how that all works out, even though Nintendo has so much more of that brand name that people know Mario, people know Zelda, people know Donkey Kong. They know that stuff. But like PlayStation, meanwhile, is not as recognizable, but they're selling like hotcakes and they have been. I mean, they've had their down and they've even had their downtimes when like PlayStation 3 launched with way too high of a price and people like like scoffed at it and they didn't buy it um and so it kind of tanked in terms of like the for coming off of playstation 2 but then they bounce back and playstation 4 is selling like crazy and it's still like the most you know <coughs> the highest selling one uh, of our current generation and and so it's it's so interesting to to have that dynamic i think well, don't forget also that the PS3 actually did outsell the 360 by the end of it. Um, by the like end, it did, yeah, it they did, did, they really did bounce, bounce back, but, but at the beginning but wasn't good. <laughs> the way, the way, you know, terrible. The way you have to look at it is Nintendo has the most recognizable IP and the most famous IP of all video games, but PlayStation as a brand has sold more units than anyone else, which is really ironic when you think about it, because PlayStation wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Nintendo and their botched deal with Sony, and Nintendo very well could have had that 450 million units sold right there um, if they had just stuck the landing and kept with Sony and made a deal, and they didn't want to share that piece of pie, they didn't want to give Sony their cut, and you know what? That decision is truly biting them in the ass, and it continues to every day. Yeah. Still, they're making money, but they could be making a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder if the the people at Nintendo are sitting there going, oh, PlayStation's the best-selling brand console. Hmm, 
that was ours at one time. It <laughs> <laughs> could have been. <laughs> See, what Sony does is Sony will take a property, they'll make an IP, and they'll they'll make it last for a generation. Maybe have a carryover uh, game or two into the next generation and then be done with it. Jack and Daxter was a PS2, and it died. It got a, you know, they keep re-releasing the games, but it was PS2 and PSP, of course. Mm-hmm. You look, God of War was PS2, and then you had a couple PS3 games, and then they they actually brought it back for a PS4 game, um, which was uh, shocking. Um, you know, all the Ratchet and Clank was PS2 and, and PS3, and then it, that you know there was a, there was a PS4 only because of a movie. If the movie didn't come out, they would have let it die. You know, Killzone, PS2, PS3 died in PS4. Like they let their properties carry uncharted ps3 and then mm-hmm. you know ps4 uh and ps4 was mainly all right you wanted uncharted 4 we'll give you one they they move on you know naughty dog was jack and daxter moved on to uncharted move on to last of us um and that's the way they do it where nintendo will take a property and keep making games for it and and for most of the time i mean obviously there's some great properties that they're just sitting on doing nothing like f-zero star fox you know star tropics kid icarus um but for the most part, Nintendo will keep their properties going. That's why their IPs are more well-known. It's kind of like Sega. If you ask a general popular, you know, person, hey, do you know any Sega IPs? They'll probably tell you Sonic the Hedgehog because they keep making Sonic games. But very rarely will they say Panzer Dragoon, you know, Crazy Taxi, mm-hmm. Jet Set Radio, you know, House of the Dead, stuff like that. I'll say because, Crazy Taxi, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you know, yeah. they, they've let, yeah. you know... Alex Kidd, right. you know, Echo the Dolphin. They they let so many of their IPs just slip away. Yeah, and so that's where Nintendo's strong point is. But they just didn't keep the name. And even if they did, PlayStation still outsold it, and they deserve that award. That is an accomplishment, mm-hmm. and and they need to be praised for it. That is awesome, and it's awesome for the industry as a whole. Because mm-hmm. if they do well, then the industry is strong. And if the industry is strong, then it only benefits Nintendo yeah. and everybody else, Microsoft and and us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's uh yeah, it's so interesting to think that was that was a good move on Sony's behalf to uh spin off and do their own thing. <laughs> Not good for Nintendo, but it turned out well for Sony. <laughs> uh let's actually i'm gonna call an audible i'm gonna bury the lead uh because i think it's this makes sense let's let's switch in from uh from talking about the success of the playstation let's talk about the success of the nintendo switch specifically over this last uh weekend so black friday weekend you got sales going like crazy we talked about them over the last couple uh episodes and then uh, we got cyber monday all those sort of things uh going on uh this past weekend and uh and all but Europe, uh, actually all but the UK, uh, Nintendo Switch ended up uh, dominating. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically the Switch was the most popular, uh, among the most popular items sold uh, on Black Friday, uh, Black Friday, <laughs> according to analysts um, who said that the gaming console benefited um, from it, uh, the aging competition, uh, according to CNN. And um, they they had that that bundle with uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, even though it was the old uh, system that didn't have the greatest battery life, it still sold like crazy um, because you got a $60 game of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe thrown in, which is a great deal. Um, and if you don't play on the go a whole lot, that is a great system to buy, especially if you're planning on getting uh, Mario Kart any- anyhow. 
you get it thrown in for free. Um, so that was great. Uh, lots of cool stuff going on uh, for Nintendo Switch, except for in the UK, because uh, actually Xbox One. Uh, somehow uh, beat out Nintendo in the UK um, and uh, and it kind of took out uh, the Nintendo Switch just narrowly uh, according to uh, to my Nintendo News kind of reports on it it says just narrowly uh, lost uh, to the Xbox One not the PlayStation 4 so uh, yeah what are you guys thoughts about that just the news like Nintendo dominated did you expect that to happen were you surprised at all um, and also were you surprised about uh, about Xbox actually Xbox one winning out in the UK what do you what do you think Greg that's awesome that's really great to hear that the switch is still going really strong and obviously I think the UK is a slightly different market I feel that it's always been more catered more <laughs> towards like PlayStation and Xbox than Nintendo from what I've heard and seen from my gaming communities that I'm a part of. So it's obviously a great feat for Nintendo and really glad to hear they had a pretty good, strong kickoff to the holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Barry? Uh, I think it makes sense. Uh, first off, Nintendo, I think Nintendo knew this. Um, and I think they had some backstock of the old Black Friday from last year. And they were just like, let's get rid of it. It's the old Switch model. These, they literally were probably sitting in a warehouse for a year. Yeah. And they're just like, let's send them out to stores. Let's get rid of all our stock. Let's get rid of it. And I, I think they knew with the pretty much if someone really wanted a PS4 at this point, they would have had it. And if someone really wanted an Xbox One, they would have had it. And with the PS5 and the Xbox Scarlet coming next year, with uh, unless there's some kind of delay, it's confirmed holiday 2020, they'll be here. Uh, some people are probably holding off, whereas mm -hmm. the Switch is still younger in its life. It, it hasn't hit three years left. It's still going strong. Um, and that's you know, if someone already has a PS4 and they're going to hold off for the PS5, why not get a Switch right now? Um, and I think that benefits. I know Nintendo's also been aggressive with their commercials. Um, they they have definitely been advertising, but I've noticed that that when the Switch first launched, it was advertising to kids or to to adults, and now it's more advertising to kids. Yeah. Like even when I was sitting in the movie theater waiting before the previews, they had like commercials running, and there was a Nintendo Switch commercial, and it was all kids playing Mario Kart and playing Splatoon and playing, yeah. you know different game of super mario party um and that is obviously marketed towards kids right now because of the holidays yeah and they're trying they're, to get yeah the, yeah the and I, I noticed a lot of family advertisements as well yeah. so kids and families um yeah, kind of playing into those holidays as well yeah yeah absolutely so so it makes sense um is it an accomplishment absolutely is it great for nintendo absolutely does it get more switches in people's hands which which will only encourage more third parties to get on board Absolutely. Uh, as it is, the Switch has outsold the, the Xbox One. Um, this is only going to strengthen the gap, even though UK, Microsoft did outsell it. Um, it's still going to strengthen the gap um, and, and just push on ahead. Um, this isn't the holiday I was really concerned with uh, analyzing the industry. Um, next holiday, and even more so the holiday after that, holiday 2021 is going to be the real test. Uh, if Nintendo does not put out a Pro, Holiday 2021, I think the Switch is going to get destroyed. 
um, just because next holiday, I, I, and the reason I gave it two holidays is because next holiday, holiday 2020, um, we don't know what the scarcity of getting a PS5 or getting a Scarlet is going to be. Presuming that it's harder to get them because usually when a system launches, they're a little bit more scarce. Um, people might settle for getting the Switch or the Switch will outsell the PS5 only because there weren't enough PS5s to go around, which we've seen before with Nintendo um, where there was like scarcity with the Wii and even with the Switch. Um, I think it's going to be more telling the following holiday and, and how Nintendo tackles this. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Uh, Ryan's actually asking what our our concern uh, concerns are about for the next gen. Uh, so it's, uh, you're jumping right ahead there, Barry. Uh, yeah, I Greg, wasn't even Greg, what do you what do you think? Uh, what do you think this this like Barry was saying and what Ryan's asking? Um, moving forward, um, is this the last time if if Nintendo doesn't like? take that leap forward with a pro or the switch Two or whatever it is next if they try to to play this out can we do you think we'll see the switch still dominating next year or is they kind of be pushed to the side and forgotten about i don't know it's been a pretty strong like library so far and it just is continuing to grow so from a software perspective it seems like they might be able to maintain somewhat momentum obviously the console's overall sales are probably gonna be taking the biggest hit but i mean they've already got like a lot, a lot sold and a lot more to continue to sell especially with some like the upcoming games a lot of people really are looking forward to animal crossing um metroid prime 4 is going to be coming around in a few more years probably um breath of the wild 2 i mean there are some really really big games coming starting with Animal Crossing, obviously, since we have a date in March for that, but like going beyond like 2020, I mean, there's still like the Legend of Zelda games and stuff like that. So we'll have to see if they're going to try to see how long the Switch is going to last. I mean, if they're going to see a pretty much a tank in their sales after the launch of the Scarlet and PS5, then maybe they might have to do a Pro Edition or even like a Switch 2, like a Switch successor at that point. But I don't know. It's probably going to see how they, how those are received, and also how, like, if Nintendo is really going to be in a, be put in a more difficult position at that time. So yeah, Ryan's suggesting that uh, they maybe cut the prices that I could help them next year. I think it could. Um, I, I don't know if it's uh, it will be the if if they did. Um, would that be able to help help them compete? Um, I actually see like I, I was thinking if if they continue down this path and if they don't release a new iteration of this system, um, I I almost see the Switch going the way of the Game Boy and the DS, the 3DS as a handheld system or as an additional system. It's not just handheld, but as an additional system to the Xbox or to the PlayStation. Um, similar kind of to the Wii a little bit. People had their their PlayStation and their Wii, or they had their Xbox and the Wii. Um, it was the thing that they got out with the family. Um, so the Switch would be the thing they play the first party Nintendo games on, the thing they take on the go to game on the go. But when they really want to game hardcore, you know, quote hardcore gaming, um, they'll fire up the PlayStation Five. They'll play fire up the the Xbox Scarlet instead. Um, so I think it's still got life in it. But in terms of competing. I, I think they've they've got to they've got to step it up in some way in order to keep competing um, because if not they're just going to be they're going to be the other system. 
and they're going to stay in that other system. You you said the the magic word there, and that is competing. And Nintendo has gone on record saying that they do not look at Microsoft and Sony as rivals. And I think that is the worst thing that they could do because competition fuels the industry, period. It fuels development, it fuels growth, and it's one of those things where (laughs) they need to really compete if they want to get out of that second console shadow uh and they've been in that shadow for a long time and yeah they have a niche they've got the handheld market they got the portable market it it is a fact they they've definitely got it but they could have so much more and and you know people will always buy nintendo systems for nintendo games that is that is a fact however those games don't always move a console just look at the wii u and the last time they truly competed was really the GameCube, and that came in third place um, due to some hindrance of the smaller discs and some other weird choices that Nintendo did. But if you look at what's driven games more recently, it's been online experiences, it's been multiplayer, it's been you know hanging out with your friends and doing things with your friends, and with crossplay being a thing now. That no longer is a barrier that Nintendo needs to worry about. Because I know a lot of people like, oh, well, I have an Xbox and I have a PS4 or whatever, and my friend has the Xbox One version of the game, so I'm going to buy the Xbox One version so I can play with him, which totally makes sense. <laughs> with with crossplay, that's no longer an issue. Hey, I have the Nintendo version, I can still play. Um, they really need to decide where they're going with this, because if they they want to compete, you know, the, the biggest game sold on Black Friday, were, you know, and the biggest game sold of the year are your Call of Duties or your Maddens or your Grand Theft Autos or, you know, your FIFAs. Uh, you know, these are factual, high selling games. Um, and of course, they these games are also higher selling because they're on multi-platform. So you have to take the PS4 and the Xbox One and the PC sales and you put them all together. And that's why these are always going to be on the top where Nintendo system or Nintendo games, as much as they sell, will never be the top because it's only on Nintendo. And that's fine. But the problem is, is all these top games or, or most of the top games aren't on the Switch. FIFA's on the Switch and a butchered version. NBA is on the Switch. But there's no Call of Duty. There's no Grand Theft Auto. There's no Madden. Um, And even though these aren't my type of games, this would benefit Nintendo greatly to get Mm -hmm. these type of games onto their system because that's what they need. That's where the they have the hardcore they have us they have the gamers but the the casual the average gamers the ones that only play four or five games you know a year mm-hmm. or or will pretty much buy call of duty and and madden and that's it and they'll play that on multiplayer for for a year until the next iteration comes out nintendo's not getting any of their business and nintendo could get their business if they're being more aggressive think about it you playing call of duty you love playing with your friends well how about you can play it portably as well and play it with your friends the same people and then when you get home boom right to the dock Mm -hmm. and you're going on a family vacation and you want to play in the hotel room you can do that um they would sell so many more units doing that 
and they don't have those titles. Right. And they're not pushing to get those titles, even, you know, they're, they're because they could. They could go to EA, they can go to Activision, they can go to Rockstar and say, hey, what is it going to take to get these titles on the Switch? What is it going to take? And and it may be more power. I know, like, uh, the Frostbite engine, I think, is, is with EA, yep. isn't working on the on the Switch or whatever. Um, they can get them working. Or what do you need? You need more power. Let's 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 talk about it. Because if I was in charge of Nintendo, I would be wanting to get those titles on the Switch ASAP. Because those titles are selling millions upon millions of units, and none of those millions of units are on Nintendo platforms. Yeah. And with with if you're Nintendo, you make money on every game sold yeah. on your system. So even if even if they all right, well, Call of Duty sold thirty million, and and it was ten, ten, and ten. That's ten million units of a of a game sold on your system that you're now reaping the money from, yeah. as opposed to zero units. Right. Um. So that's what Nintendo needs to do, in my opinion, to truly compete again if they want to. If they want to, and Ryan says in the in the the chat, like they they compete whether they like to or not. Like it's it's a competition because they're in the video game uh, industry and they're they're competing. Um, But he says, give me a powerful Nintendo console able to compete with technologic technologically uh, with the PS4 and Xbox and all of those Nintendo first party IP with third party support. And uh, that's the system that I would want as well. Also, my wallet will appreciate that (laughs) because then I only have to buy one console next time instead of buying the Xbox as well, because there's some games I don't want to play on there. And there's some games I don't play on the PS4. If I get one system from Nintendo that I can play all those games, uh, both first party and third party, and it can do the other things that I get from those other systems, and I can take it on the go, oh, by all means, I will. I'm going to be a day one buyer anyhow of anything they put out. But but I will be like camping out if I have to for this something like that because then I can just like retire all the others there's. I can put my, you know, put that extra money, maybe even to more games um, on a Nintendo console and they get my money for it. <laughs> so let's let's for argument's sake say that Nintendo is going to do this. Let's say Nintendo is actually going to Activision, going to EA, going to Rockstar. And they say, oh, we need to, we need to be more powerful for us to bring the games over. We will bring them over. And Nintendo says, if we build it, you will come. Yes, absolutely. Now, do you think it would be wiser to do a Switch Pro as a half evolution upgrade like the DSi and the new 3DS as well as the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X? Or do you think it would be wiser to cut the Switch's life in a, in a shorter way and do a Switch 2 fully backwards compatible with the Switch, still let Switch games come out because it's still playable on the Switch 2 and the Switch 2 just be so much more powerful to get these games on there? What do you think would be better? I'll let you go first, Greg. I would say the Switch 2 then, because I would think it would need a more than a modest upgrade. I think they should be more future-proof, and they can still do exclusives to that one, and then ones that are simpler can be brought to both. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, if it's possible, I I think the Switch 2. I think, I, I hope that Nintendo has their their best engineers like away somewhere in a locked room going, how can we figure out how to jump a generation up to be able to even compete with PS5 and Xbox Scarlet in a handheld, like still in the same kind of version of a Switch, but jump the generation and be able to to compete with that. 
uh, that uh, hands down. And I think I think they'll sell more too because a pro edition, like some people may upgrade, some people may not. But you give them the next generation, then people are going to shell out their money again. They'll be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm I know why I'm buying this because it's the next thing. Yeah. Well, see, uh, now some people might feel smited by it, like, oh well, the switch. You know, why did I buy into the Switch if you're just going to put out a brand new system? Uh, if you think realistically, if they don't do it in 2020, but they do it in 2021, um, you know, like the holiday 2021, they they let, let you know, as technology goes on, obviously it's a little cheaper, so it, it could work. You're talking 2017 to 2021, you're looking at four years, almost five years on the market because it was the early 2017. So you're almost looking at five years. That If you look at the Wii U, the Wii U had just the same thing it was it was four and a half years uh in between before the switch came out so it wouldn't be terrible and especially when, when the switch came out wii u games virtually died there was cars three and a couple just dances and i think that might be it mm-hmm. i might oh an axiom verge um but if you think about it they could still put out switch games playable you know put on the little thing playable on switch two right on the 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 artwork much like they had like game boy games playable on game boy color or super yeah. game boy or whatever um and do something like that so if you're not a switch to adopter you'll still get some switch games indie games will totally go for there nintendo could do a, a twilight princess breath of the wild type thing and release their game on both systems or or if you want sushi strikers captain toad uh you know the games that went on 3ds and on, on wii u fire emblem warriors mm-hmm. um stuff like that so I think that I agree with you. I think that would be the absolute best avenue they can go down. It just depends on if they want to. And I yeah. think they would be stupid, honestly, not to do that because there's only money to be made. There's only new loyalties to be found. Yeah. And, uh, and and if you piss off somebody and they buy one game a year, who cares? Yeah. Go for the people that are yeah. spending the money. Totally. Well, I think it's yeah. a it's a big thing to to know, like if if they can figure out if they if they can still capitalize the people who want to like if they keep with the the switch model and and that they keep that moving forward um this hybrid console like then then they if they've cornered the market in that then great just keep beefing that thing up as much as you can and you do got a huge market of the of the video game industry that you that playstation and xbox are not competing with right now um however we don't really know the full details about what ps5 and scarlet are going to look like and how they're exactly going to play if they have a handheld component of that if they kind of try to rip that off or copy it from nintendo I don't know if they push that off to 2021. Mm, are they too little, too late on that? Uh, that depends. Um, I think they're not too late, and the only reason I say that is the people who want a PS5 and the people who want an Xbox Scarlet, like right away, they're going to be getting it no matter what. They're, if if Nintendo comes out in, in holiday 2020 and saying, "Hold on, we've got the most amazing console coming out in holiday 2021." You know, a year away, just wait a year. They're not, they, they might still buy it, but they're not going to hold off. The diehards are going to buy it no matter what. And, and when a console launches, those are usually the ones that are sold are the diehards. It's usually a year or two after that that the right. more casual uh, gamers start to purchase. 
um, which is why you know the year one is really for so so important for the diehards. Yeah. Uh, and then you build the momentum on top of that. So I think PS5 and Scarlet are going to sell regardless of what Nintendo does because there are PS sure. fanboys, there are Xbox fanboys, there are people who just like games that, that absolutely want to own one of those consoles, or their friends are going to own it and they want to own it so that they can play with their friends. Um, that's going to happen regardless. Sure. And just like us, we will buy the Nintendo console at launch. Like you even said just a, you know, a few minutes ago, Steve, <laughs> you're going to buy it day one anyway. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if Sony said, oh, don't buy it, we've got this great thing, you're going to be like, no, I'm, I'm still going to buy Nintendo's yeah. thing and uh, maybe I'll buy <laughs> right. you. So, so I don't think that is as imperative as year two into the system. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Greg? There was an article that I wanted to kind of shoot into our podcast thing that I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> But there was an interview with um, Reggie on like his retirement and like his work philosophy and like what it is to like work like at Nintendo, that kind of thing that was just recently posted. I think it was like a Eurogamer, I don't know, some yeah. type of game magazine or something. And it was pretty much how Nintendo is mostly focused on the gaming experience. Like back before the Wii, they felt like the video game industry was getting kind of stagnant and there wasn't really any innovation and that's why nintendo like really went out of its uh, way and did like the revolution with like the motion controls and also like the ds and 3ds and that kind of everyone likes to call those uh gimmicks so pretty much it was that's kind of like how they are more looking to expand on how it could be more fun and more about the actual experience than actually just chasing the technology specs so so I think that's why they've been kind of focused on that for the time being. But obviously, they're still competing with Microsoft and Sony, whether they want to or not. And maybe they are happy just being that other console that people will buy in addition to a different one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. In terms of getting third-party support, it's kind of harder to go that way if they're not going to be supporting the power and the specs and the engines that they need to. to yeah. Like, properly run those games and and we've seen with the with those gimmicks sometimes that turns third parties away as well Mm. um and so it's something that we'll we'll talk about this in a future episode because uh we're going to spend a lot of time in a couple episodes (laughs) talking about speculations and everything but i i think some some just to file away for a future episode like what could the the gimmick be on a switch to like if they were to like let's say they did bump it up all the specs and everything and it is compete but what could that gimmick be if they did eventually uh hit that switch to what, what are they going to do differently that time so <laughs> smell vision <laughs> maybe maybe uh for I the sake of time be, we... <laughs> be made out of cardboard and you're, like, right super build your own switch still around <laughs> lava switch <laughs> Uh, let's let's move on because uh, we do have two more uh, uh, bigger things to talk about tonight. Uh, Game Awards are on Thursday, um, December fifth, and uh, and are you guys maybe watching live? No, are you gonna be catching later? Is it not the fifth? Twelfth. Oh, it's in two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Good. Okay, we got we got a week and a half away. So December twelfth. Um, so so not right around the corner, but uh, but pretty soon. Um, will you guys be uh, watching live, Greg? Are you gonna be watching? Um, I'll see. I mean, I think it normally starts a little bit. I don't remember what is it well, like a eight or nine o'clock eight start o'clock, time or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I might see about trying to watch it live or maybe just more read 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 uh recaps and whatnot. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Barry, you been watching? 
Yeah, I've been watching every year uh, mm-hmm. since it was on Spike, um, yep. watching live. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, maybe I'm not going to bother. You know, it's just a Game Awards. But then they started doing the announcements and the world premieres and the reveals. And yeah. and more and more Nintendo's even been a part of that. And it's like, all right, now, now I watch it more for the E3 kind of deal, like the yeah. ga- what games are being shown off than the actual awards sometimes. Yes. Yeah, that's so true, especially with this year's dominations. I mean, like, it's going to be the same things winning over and over and over again, like yeah. it always is. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to miss the beginning of it uh, because of uh, prior <clears throat> obligations and stuff like that. But I'll be I'll be catching in like maybe about halfway through. It's a long show, so I'll I'll actually probably end up catching the majority of it, <laughs> even though I'll miss like the first hour. I'll probably still be there for like the next three hours, um, but uh, I'll be watching everything. So uh, yeah, so we talked about the nominations on our last episode. Um, if you missed that, we can you can uh, catch that one uh, later after this one. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought it'd be fun just to kind of talk through um, maybe some some predictions of what we we expect to see that night, uh, what we expect to see Nintendo winning, um, and then maybe what we expect to see from Nintendo because uh, there usually is uh, some big reveals on the behalf of Nintendo um, at the Game Awards. So let's talk about uh, predictions for for winners uh, overall. And so um, you guys can go at what whatever you want. So we're not going to take it category by category just for time's sake. Um, but, but what do you think uh, Nintendo will be we, walking away with this year in terms of uh, games that will actually win in the categories? There's a lot nominated and there's a lot of like, there's some third parties that are on Nintendo consoles as well. Um, I think this is, I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like Nintendo is represented um, in a lot more of the categories and a lot more of the nominations this year than they have been in the previous years. Um, and, uh, especially in the best family game category, cause they're just all Nintendo. Yeah. Um, so we all, we know that one that's, it's, it's going to be a Nintendo game and that one. Um, but, uh, but which one will win? Uh, so Barry, you want to go, I want to go to you first and, uh, you can kind of just make some uh. predictions. What do you think uh, Nintendo is going to win? Uh, well, I'm personally hoping that Smash takes game of the year, but I, I know it's most likely not, yeah. even though I think it is well, well deserving for what it does. But I do hope Smash does get some awards. And, and I'm uh, and he, if Link's Awakening gets even one award, I will be cheering very loudly because I, I love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, forever. We'll love that game. Uh, you know, I, I really want to see Cadence of Hyrule get mm-hmm. best music. I, I think that has a soundtrack. Uh, unlike others, even though it is Zelda music, it is so, so well done in terms of, of remix. And uh, those those are the main ones I want to see. Uh, I think Astral Chain is up. I'd yeah. love I'd love to hear like that theme play as they announce Astral Chain as a winner. Um, and I'm just going to be psyched to see it nominated because that is that that kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it came out of nowhere quickly. It, it was announced this year. It was released this year. Uh, and, and that's shocking considering last year. No, not, two years ago at the Game Awards, they announced Bayonetta 3 and it's mm-hmm. still, I still haven't heard anything since. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah that's uh, th- those are the ones I'm really, really pulling for. Luigi's Mansion would be cool to get mm-hmm. a fa- uh, family game. Um I think that game does deserve even even more of a game of the year, maybe not, but uh, but definitely. Uh, uh, was Pokemon even nominated? You know, I don't remember seeing it on the list anywhere. I Pokemon, Pokemon might have missed the cutoff. I'm not sure because like Smash Bros. missed the yeah. cutoff. Yeah, um, that's true. But uh, yeah, th- that's who I would like to see win, or yeah. what I'm hoping for. 
Shout out to Hassan. He's in the uh, the chat. He's so ready for the Game Awards. Uh, Hassan, what do you what do you think is going to win? Um, Greg, let's go to you next. I don't know. When I've always heard like lots of buzz around Smash, and it's usually like a system seller, and it's one that like there's a lot of people that actually buy the console just to play just Smash. Like they don't really care about Zelda or Mario. It's mm-hmm. like always usually about Smash. So I almost anticipate them winning some. Game of the Year, I don't know, because I've never played the other one, so yeah. obviously I'd be rooting for it for Game of the Year. Um, I don't know if I expect it to win, because it's kind of hard to tell, because I know it's very polished, it's a very <coughs> fun game, and you can easily sink hundreds, thousands of hours into it, and never really gets old, and it's always fun to play. So, you can always play it with casually with family and friends, or you could just play it more try to competitively in tournaments, and it's got both sides of the spectrum so i almost expected to win a number of rewards that it's up up for hmm. um and also i'm with barry i'd like to see Link's awakening win something or other whether it's like best family game or best like action adventure game or whatever other or like art direction i mean it's phenomenal it's mm-hmm. a gorgeous game let's see some of the other categories I'm trying to scroll through really quick. I would like to see Mario Maker 2 get its only not in the family game, but mm. I don't know if that will actually happen or not. Because typically you probably play Smash more with your family than with Mario Maker. Yeah. Yeah. I would think Smash has a really good shot at the fighting game. It's usually pretty <clears throat> common there, so I actually would I would not be actually surprised if that uh, Untitled Goose game gets the independent game. It's mm-hmm. kind of certainly yeah. very interesting and lots of fun. So I really hope that they get that one because, like as I said in the beginning, I've really been enjoying that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, the chat room's talking about uh, voting. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't voted yet, make sure you go to thegameawards.com and vote. Um, and we don't know, yeah, how much um, how much our vote counts in the overall thing. I don't think they've actually said, like, what the percentage goes down because I know they do have, a like, a board or a panel or something like that that also votes. I'm assuming their, their vote probably carries more weight, but I really don't know. I don't know if it's 50-50 or what. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, all we can do is, is go there and vote and so if you haven't done it done so yet uh make sure you do take some time and just uh vote for all the categories that you want to you don't have to vote in all the categories but if uh if you have some favorites go ahead and and, and there and vote um yeah i agree with you guys um i think there's some there's some great games in there i think uh that's that um the family game really does uh it confuses me because i don't know how you view it because i think um smash brothers jumps out to me as probably like the most popular game in that list but is it the best family game like i don't really play smash with my family i i would probably play ring fit adventure or yoshi or super mario maker before i would play smash although i think the best game in there it could be a toss-up between that and luigi's mansion 3 um because it's so good but I don't know. I don't really play with my family, but it's a family friendly game. But so like how they view that um, will be interesting and in how other people that are voting, how they view the best family game category, what they how they go into it, with what kind of mindset. Um, I really hope that Smash gets the, the best fighting game. I think it stands a really good chance at getting the best fighting game. 
Um, and um, the uh, Zelda, I think, I, I think it could get best action adventure, but I, I don't know. With some of those other games on there, there's a pretty strong uh, competition in the the action adventure one. Um, but I definitely, I, I agree with with you guys talking about like um, uh, Untitled Goose Game. I think that stands a really good chance of getting the best indie game and um, the 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 audio design or not the the best score in music that that really needs to go to Cadence of Hyrule. Um, such a such a great soundtrack. Like like I've said on previous podcasts, I don't even like that style of game, but I've been tempted to get the game so much because of the music. <laughs> when I play the game, I just want to listen to the soundtrack over and over. So I think if a game is is would be if a game tempts a person to buy it for the soundtrack alone, that gives it a pretty good standing to win uh, best score and, and best music for a game. And and as much as I love uh, Smash, I don't know, that's also some pretty stiff competition in terms of game of the year. Um, I hope they win. And and like you guys said, too, Link's Awakening looks beautiful. I, I think it stands a, a pretty good uh, chance of of getting the art direction because um, it's, it's such a cool game. Even though it's an old game, they made it so much, so fresh and so new, and and it's such a it's a cool art design. I think behind that game. So, if there's one announce one one uh, real sign that Nintendo should look into that Switch too, we were talking about before is if you look at the Game of the Year nominations, only one is a Nintendo title and all the other ones are multi-platform except for I think Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. So if that were the case, all of those titles minus Death Stranding would be on the Switch. And you know how they do like all those like sales, like, oh, this is a game of the year nomination nomination. They could literally be like, hey, look, all but one of the game of you know year nominations are on our platform. That's yep. a selling point. Totally. <laughs> Sony can do it, but but Nintendo certainly can't. Yeah. Totally. So let's let's switch gears and uh, and talk about uh, let's, let's let's go to speculation town a little bit and uh, and and what are we hoping to see uh, from Nintendo because they they have they've used the Game Awards to make some big announcements in the in the past years so uh, so what do you think they're actually going to see and and I unfortunately Reggie won't probably be making an, an appearance <coughs> this year but uh, we sure? may get, we, he may he may show up I mean it's up to him now and he's got a pretty good relationship with uh with jeff Keeley, so he may he may still uh still show up but let's he he might not but nintendo is is most likely going to be there um still have a big presence even if if reggie doesn't take the stage um maybe it's bowser maybe it's someone else um but uh but what is nintendo going to show off this year greg you have any uh how many ideas or any hopes and desires to what you're going to see well, as far as hopes was, I was hoping for more Mario Maker 2 content, but we kind of got blessed with that <laughs> with our other topic. Um, that was originally what I would want to say to that. So now I'm thinking it might be more Animal Crossing related to kind of get that kickstart into mm-hmm. forefront of people's minds saying like, hey, this is coming out in March and here's like a cool new feature that we have in the game. Um, I don't really play Animal Crossing, so that obviously doesn't really excite me as much as it would others, but that's kind of almost something I would expect to kind of see as like a big reveal type of thing. Um, if not, I mean, maybe it could even could be the first trailer for or, uh, another new trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 or even Metroid Prime 4. I mean, mm. I don't know. 
you can really dream big with these yeah. <laughs> kind of like couple seconds of uh, yeah. time to reveal something. So yeah, I feel like the safe bet is more like Animal Crossing, and more extreme would be like Metroid Prime Four or hmm. The Wild or something. But yeah. I don't know. I doubt that they would use the Game Awards for one of those titles. It's probably still not until like twenty twenty one. So. Just imagine world premiere, and then all of a sudden Metroid Prime Four. Oh, how it's many like people would go crazy that. in that moment? Ah, oh, man, uh, Barry, what do you what do you think? Can I see? Um, well, first off, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with with Greg's whole. I don't think we're gonna see something shown off at the Game Awards that's not gonna come out for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bayonetta three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going to see this year. <laughs> if, if you look historically at what they show off, they show off uh, you, either one of three things. They show off adult-oriented properties, uh, such as Bayonetta. They show off content updates like Breath of the Wild Pack 2 and Joker for Smash Brothers. Or they show off a revival of an old franchise that people didn't see coming out of left field like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So I think we're going to get all three of those things this year. I think we're going to get the update in terms of the final Smash character. I think it's a shoo-in. Um, they said by February, uh, unless they do it at the January Direct, I think this is a stage. They did Joker last year. Why not bookend it with the final one showing off here? They can do some kind of big crazy reveal for it. <laughs> um, they, I think we're going to see... Um, definitely uh, adult-oriented properties, Metroid Prime 4, maybe the rumored Metroid Prime trilogy that was supposed to be revealed last Game Awards that never came to fruition uh, as a possibility. And I do think we're going to see Nintendo bringing back uh, a long-dormant or or a more dormant franchise, whether that be a Nintendo IP or uh, it very well could be... Mother 3. (laughs) It could. could, Well, Mother 3 already exists. Mother 4 would be more like it. But it oh, could be. What if they did that? Oh, <laughs> mother, mother four. But first, you know, you yeah. know, we're here for the mother trilogy kind of deal. Um, but but maybe you know something in the veins of Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. It could be something completely out of left field like that. And I hope it is because I get. I think those are the ones that get people talking. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild two, uh, new trailer uh, seems likely as well. Considering again they did the challenge pack at twenty seventeens. Um, and there was a big, big number with that. Um, another reason I think Smash um, is a shoe in is if you remember, they did Breath of the Wild 2, and Breath of the Wild was up for Game of the Year in 1. Smash is up for Game of the Year. There's going to be some Smash content. It's up yeah. for Game of the Year. <laughs> um, and maybe even maybe even the first character. Could you imagine they show off the, the last third party character, and everyone's going crazy, and suddenly they're like tapped on the shoulder, and they turn around, and there's like Rex and Pyra as the first character, because we know Sakurai wanted to put them there. He specifically stated they ran out of time, or maybe even showing the cast of the next characters, and they're like Nintendo characters, and he's just like that. That character is confronted by this whole new cast, and they like charge into each other and end on a fight. Like the crowd would go crazy, like holy crap! Like none of those characters are in the game yet, like that. The speculation, or maybe 
maybe not even show the characters, but make them just the shadows mm -hmm. and uh, and make them shadows that we could identify their new characters yeah. and like what is going on here. Like the sky's the limit. Of course, this is all speculation. This is all come true or none of it can come true. But if yeah. that came true and all that came true, I would be beyond happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hassan just totally like he stole my thought right out of my head. Um, but he said, you, you see a four and then an M. Or I was thinking actually the M and the 4 come up at the same time. And you think it's Metroid Prime 4, but then all of a sudden it's Mother 4. Um, people would, would totally go nuts. And it, it'd totally be like Nintendo to like troll us and surprise us at the same time where we're like, I don't know how to think what to feel about you right now because I'm both frustrated and excited at the same exact time. <laughs> now, would they do that though? Or would they pull what they did with Bayonetta where they show a Mother trilogy? Because remember they showed off Bayonetta mm. 1 and 2 and everyone's going crazy and they're like, but you didn't think we we were just here to show off, uh, you know, ports of other games yeah. and do the same thing. Oh, well, if you're here, we're just just to ports other games. You're wrong. And then do a Mother 4 trailer That's in the true. same vein they did with Bayonetta. Could be. Yeah, I think uh, I think a Smash um, character reveal is, is a no brainer. I think uh, it'd be, they'd be if they have the footage, um, which I think they should uh, of Breath of the Wild two. I think that's a, that's a no brainer. That's a, that's an audience that they can capture as well. Um, I'm back and forth about Animal Crossing. I think it could be good, but also I think would they play that to that audience? I'm not really no. sure. Um, I so I, I think they could show it, but I think they could also save that for a January direct as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I really hope they they do something like like Metroid and like man, that'd be great. Like people would go crazy. Or even if they did something with Mother or another like big <clears throat> franchise like that, I I would love it as well. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope we see three big things as well. Um, I think they they definitely have the the time for it, and they have the properties to make it three big announcements, and uh, and that'd be really cool. And no. I think stuff like that just makes it's it's cool that Nintendo has that kind of a presence that it can create that kind of an excitement at uh, at the Game Awards with stuff like that. How about a trailer that starts with from the newest studio part of the Nintendo family? And they show off an Astral Chain 2 trailer mm. from Platinum as a way of announcing they have actually bought Platinum. That could be interesting. Or they show us what uh, Retro's or been Bayonetta. working on for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, if they do that, then my E3 prediction streak will have to go away. <laughs> my prediction and failure. Oh, man. Uh, Hassan, he, he's hoping that he sees more Animal Crossing, but he doesn't think it'd be received well there. So. No, not the... Yeah. It's more about hype and action and, you know, shooting stuff and killing stuff and explosions. It's like a Michael Bay presentation. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's finally move to our, uh, you know, an hour and, and 30 minutes into the show. <laughs> we'll finally move to our lead story. Uh, is, and that is the thing that, I, like Greg, I also thought we would be getting some Super Mario Maker uh, info at uh, the Game Awards, but nope, they decided to just drop it out of the blue. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just a, a couple days ago, we, we found out that um, we're getting 
uh, update 2, uh, 2.0 um, on Super Mario Maker 2, and has uh, several new updates. Um, we're going to get the uh, dash block in Super Mario 3D World uh, style, and uh, that basically allows a per uh, Mario just to have a major speed burst as he's running through, so you could even line a bunch of these up and just keep speeding through like super fast speed run uh, through some courses. Uh, we also get the frozen coin, so they're uh, basically uh, a coin surrounded by a bunch of uh, ice, and they can only be released by fire or something like that, um, like an angry sun or something like that. Um, we're getting the P block, uh, so the P the P switch and the P block are going to be there and uh, temporarily turn uh, these like um, invisible ones into to, uh, regular platforms, hard platforms that you can jump on and stuff like that. We're getting Spike, um, the enemy that uh, coughs up the spike balls and throws them at you, and um, and if you he actually use them in a, in a snow environment, he's going to uh, toss snowballs instead of spikes. And then we're also getting Pokey, um, like the the cactus character, uh, cactus enemy, and um, he's going to be joining uh, Super Mario Maker 2. And um, I believe if it's used in a in a certain level, he actually like flies around or something like that. Um, Instead of the nighttime, okay. So, um, and you can edit the height of Pokey as well. So you can have a short one, and you can have a really tall one as well. And uh, they're also having Ninji speedruns mode. So Nintendo is going to be dropping uh, these courses that they've made on there, and uh, basically it's going to be a competition uh, mode for people who want to do speedruns through these courses. And you can uh, can compete against all these other ghosts and these Ninji ghosts. So when you play it, you'll see these ghosts of other Ninjis like jumping through the the level um, somewhat similar to Super Mario Run in a way, not exactly, but somewhat similar to that, and um, and you can compete for the the highest uh, or the fastest time in those, and um, and then we got the the big reveal that uh, Link is coming to Super Mario Maker, um, and. And it's weird because all the costumes from Super Mario Maker One had gone away, and we couldn't—you couldn't use the amiibo to bring in uh, all these these characters and stuff. That that was kind of uh, one of the cool things about Super Mario Maker One. And then all of a sudden, now they're bringing the Master Sword as an item that you can use to turn into Link. And not only do you just put on Link's clothes as Mario, you actually are able to use his sword, shoot arrows uh, from a bow and arrow throw bombs like um do down use thrusts, do a shield so it basically becomes like a a, a 2d um side scrolling zelda game uh so uh what do you guys think about this update greg let's go to you first because i know you're you're the biggest super mario maker fan of the three of us so uh were you were you surprised about all this and, and what are your thoughts about all of them well yeah it definitely caught me off guard like a surprise like i was following a there's like a disc like a mario maker discord that i'm also a part of and like they were like oh new parts i was like what, what? <laughs> I, like, yeah. found, like i found our video and like watched it and i was like wow that's very incredible that they're adding all these parts and it just reminded me like when they added the parts into the wii u version of the game it was like that's where they had to like, add the key and the red coins and stuff and it just adds a lot more creativity to the level design um one of the biggest complaints with like the removal of that uh, amiibo mushroom was is that the, the Mario One style had kind of gone more like plain and stagnant. So mm -hmm. I don't think it was probably being used because a lot of people had fun making Zelda levels and giving you the Link amiibo mushroom just to 
have you like look like Link as you go through the entire level, or like a Pokemon themed level, and you could be Pikachu or whatever. That was kind of like the main point of the original Mario Brothers style, outside of recreating one one for like the hundredth time. So, <laughs> right. Um, it definitely adds a lot of new dynamics into like the first style that you can actually be Link, and then you can design like an actual like puzzle dungeon that like you have to use like bombs or arrows and or your sword and like do different types of things that you probably couldn't do, obviously couldn't do as Mario. So that just opens the door to make more type of unique levels and even more Zelda levels in general. So I know that's always been like a big ask as a Zelda maker and. Now you can kind of play around with Mario Maker as Link. So that's definitely a very cool item that they added. But yeah, all the other course parts are very great. Looking forward to playing around with all the different tools and seeing what kind of cool creations you can come up with. Yeah, for sure. Barry, what do you you think about this update? Uh, I think it's all good. Uh, It's nice to see... You know, some of these characters coming back. Uh, Spike is just more of a recent character. But uh, Pokey, I mean, that's a Mario 2 original, um, you know, as in the Doki Doki Panic Mario 2. Uh, so it's really cool to see that. Is it a hint that maybe we're going to get a Mario 2 style? That would have been really amazing to see announced. Um, <clears throat> I'm happy with the Master Sword, of course, as a Zelda fan. I do kind of feel it's weird that they're using the Zelda 1 sprite for being side-scroller as opposed to the Zelda 2 sprite, which is already... But no one likes that game. <laughs> but it's already an 8-bit yeah. side-scrolling link with the, where the down thrust originated and everything like that. Yeah. Um, to me, that's a little weird. Um, what I want to know is: is this Super Mario make uh, Super Mario One style only? Because it looked that way, or yeah. is, they've already confirmed that it's just the Mario Maker One see, style. See, that was the thing that was annoying because there's so there's, there's so much less you can do in Mario One, and and it, like Greg said, like it became stagnant in the sense of people were just making Mario one levels just to use the costumes. But there's, there's so many more fun dynamics and, and pieces you can do in Mario three, Mario world, new super Mario brothers, and even uh, Mario 3d world. And it would be great to see that come into the other, you know, you know, properties like Mario, even if they want to do like Mario three as the, as the, um, Zelda 2 8-bit link and then uh, Mario World be the link to the past link to represent Super Nintendo, you know, and, and link between worlds for a new Super Mario Brothers or something like that. They could use the uh, the new Link's Awakening one in the 3D world. And the 3D world can use the new Link's Awakening. Exactly. That would be so cool. Like, yeah. do that. That would be amazing. Um, and it's not saying they can't do it. They just probably won't. But I still think it's great. It's more than just a costume. It, you know, Link comes with his, his his abilities and who knows you know is there going to be a screw attack item and you can turn into samus and start shooting and and you know rolling up into a ball and doing screw attacks when you jump and that would be amazing so where do they go from here yeah it is kind of weird to see you know it took so long for them to do a content update for this i feel um i, I feel this would have been better to be announced prior to black friday 
um, to get more sales of Mario today, more interest in Mario Maker 2 before the big shopping weekend. Um, but Nintendo does things their own way. Yet we're still waiting for Super Mario, uh, new, oh, what is it? Yeah, Super Mario Party uh, DLC, and, the <laughs> and <they're> probably <laughs> yeah. never coming at this That's point. True. But uh, yeah, I'm happy about it. I think it's good. Um, I'm happy for anybody who is big into the Mario Maker community that that constantly plays. I think it's great. Um, will it get me to pop in the game again to go back? Uh, possible, but it's really hard at this point because there's so many games I want to play. Mm-hmm. And there's, again, so little time. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I might. I might, but it's it's more of a slim for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish I had more time to play <laughs> Super Mario Maker for sure. Um, yeah, I think all the, the stuff that, that we're seeing it is cool. I'm I'm mostly excited because um, I'm not I'm not a creator um, on Super Mario Maker. So I'm mostly excited to see what other people create and, and what I can what I'll be playing um, when I do get the chance to boot it up. Um, but uh, and, and I'm excited to play as, as Zelda as well. I think that it'd be fun. I'm excited to see what Can't kind of levels are sorry as Link, Link. Um, as <laughs> Uh, as Link in some Zelda themed levels uh, that um, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what people are able to create around that um, given the, the constraints of, of Super Mario Brothers and the, and the original you know 8-bit stuff I think there's some incredibly creative people out there and I'm, I'm really excited to play those kind of levels and, and it makes the game new again too because of, of Link's mechanics and, and how you can uh, engage with the, with the stages and the enemies and everything Everything, using his different abilities um i think that's cool and and i'm excited mostly about that um what would make me even more excited um and i'll i'll play around with the ninja speed runs but i'm definitely not a speed runner especially like some of these things they'll put out i'm sure they're they're gonna kill me more than i actually get through them so um i am a I'm a slow and steady, not, not slow and steady, but somewhat medium paced uh, Mario game gamer. So uh, I'm not a speedrunner, not whatsoever. Um, but I make I I'm slightly disappointed though that we haven't seen a new theme. Like I I expected. I don't know. Maybe I had my hopes up too high. But I saw update two and I saw what's like they they showed off. You know, master swords coming, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I, I actually expected to see a new theme, and uh, and we didn't get that. Like, why didn't we get Super Mar- the Super Mario Brothers two, um, US? Like, why haven't we seen that theme yet? Why we have even an extra box at the bottom still that they they could put another theme in there? Why have we not seen that Odyssey. yet? Yeah, do a two D Odyssey. Totally. Theme. So, Greg, yeah. you're you're into this game all the time. Like, why ha- why ha- why haven't we seen another theme yet? I don't know. I mean, it's even. I think the menu even has it as plural, like extra game styles, like yeah. with an S at the end. And there's just a single game in there. So a lot of people have been like, well, what's. There's plenty of room down there. What's mm-hmm. the other one? Yeah. So I don't know if like they're taking their time to release it or if they still have to refine it or maybe they decided they weren't going to release it after all. I don't know. But it would be definitely welcome to have another game style. Um, I'm sure it's going to be another segmented one. I feel like they've already kind of killed the flow option with um, the uh, 3D, 3D world type style where you can't even transition the course over without it just deleting everything. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Barry, you mentioned that you thought this this update came uh, a little later than you would have expected it to. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have to wait that long again to maybe see a new theme in version three. Probably. I mean, the game came out. <clears throat> what was it June twenty eighth? Uh, June or July twenty eighth? But I think it was June. Um, it's it's been a while. It's mm-hmm. been half a year um, since it came out, or, or you know, five months to, to six. And uh, I think DLC needs to come in a more consistent pace to really keep momentum up. Unless it's something to the grand scheme of, of like, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild Challenge Pack 2, which at least had Challenge Pack 1 before it, or like Torna, but they at least had DLC packs leading up to Torna. Um, something like that, like an, almost an expansion level kind of deal. That's cool. But like you look at Mario Tennis, that game was supported for over a year, I believe, with every month new updates. And, and there might still be some new updates, but I think the characters have stopped. Uh, you look at ARMS. ARMS was supported consistently for the first year. Splatoon 2 was consistently uh, updated for uh, two years, and that came with an expansion in there as well, but it still had updates. That kept people playing those games. And while people are still playing those games now, it's it's you know teetered off because there's, there's no new content. I think Mario Maker 2, if it was three months out, um, it would have been a little bit better, I think, in terms of keeping that attention. Uh, granted, there is a huge community, uh, and I'm aware of that. But for the casual goers... Um, there are probably some people who have forgotten that Mario Maker 2 came out this year, just to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, probably like the two people I'm joined with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't forget it came out this year, but I had to think about it. I, it. It didn't like immediately pop to my mind that, oh yeah, Mario Maker 2 is this year. Yeah. Yeah, which does uh, I mean uh, this kind of blurring our topics that we've been talking about tonight. But 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 think about this uh, very specifically. Like I, we've been talking about this a lot. How we really want Nintendo to compete and 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 really beef up their system and have all these third parties. Um, we're all we already don't have enough time to play these games. Do we really want them to compete or not? Yes. <laughs> no, it'd be yes. good. But but then oh, man, we're definitely we're going to be all saying no time. Like it's that's we're fine. all going to be nicknamed no time at that point. <laughs> that, that's fine because here's here's why. It's impossible to play every game even if you have all the systems. I speak from experience. It's just impossible unless you play each game for five seconds. Uh, You know, like like that one was a Jimmy Fallon did a thing where he was like trying to set the Guinness World Record for playing like the most games in like a minute or something. And he literally like played it for like five seconds, less than five seconds and moved on. They had like all the systems lined up. Like unless you're playing like that, it's impossible. Um, And I think (laughs) I think Nintendo has done a better job with the Switch hands down the 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 amount of games coming out from nintendo is much better than with the wii u the amount of games coming out from third parties is much better than the wii u um and consistently uh you know the switch is is literally killing it in terms of releases every single week uh in the physical realm they're killing it with that releases every week uh, the digital realm is only you know much greater because there's a lot of digital only titles at the mm-hmm. moment so with that stated, yes, I still think it would be better. <laughs> it's uh, still less have, hardware to buy then. Yeah. <laughs> still less hardware to buy. Yeah. And you know what? With the portability of the Switch, 
You can at least play it everywhere. <laughs> it's true. But then you have a bigger library of games you're going to have to buy. <laughs> that is true, and I'm willing to take that sacrifice for the greater good. <laughs> you're going to have to build a bigger house. <laughs> no, at that point, it would be I'm not going for a full set. That would be the that would be like all right. I'm doing Switch One. I'm not doing Switch Two. Just just the ones I want until like at the end of the day when it's like oh yeah, a dollar for it. Okay, I'll take it for a dollar. <laughs> Nice. This so. is why you just don't even get the extra console because you don't have time for it. That's <laughs> true. Move on. Yeah. So, uh, Greg, what of the of the new items? Like, not not counting Link because that I don't, that that doesn't count because yeah, I think he's like trumps everything. Um, but of the new items that uh, that is not Link, what are you most excited about ma- using in your next creation? It would probably definitely be Spike because it seems like he has like the most impact um, to a, like a level. So you can have like trigger like, mm. question blocks, whether it's like on or off screen, and they can like do all sorts of like different types of like impact to your level. Like generally change it a lot. So like I was just showed him with him on like the te- like the seesaw platform, like with the wave and like obviously in the snow theme you can use like snowballs. So that kind of also kind of like adds a different mechanic into like the especially like Mario 3, we could pick up the snowball and like throw it at switches or something. So yeah. I feel cool. like that kind of can be built around a lot easier and yeah. more creatively. Nice. Nice. I think the, uh, I, I think I agree with that. I think it's going to be interesting to see what people are using. I think the, I think the P blocks actually, uh, and the P switches and everything, it could be really interesting to uh, kind of play those in there and kind of give stages a little different dynamic and everything too. I don't know. I think people prefer the normal like coins turning to blocks and mm. like the other way around, um, and also the blocks turning to coins, because yeah. then you also can make it so you, if you collect those coins, then you might not be able to proceed or something. Yeah. And that's true. It, yeah, it adds a more level of difficulty where those blocks are permanent and you can't like jump through them and. So I like the uh, in the in the trailer or the the announcement video um, the multiplayer one with the with the P switches though <laughs> kind of like that's how you control with your friends like who gets to that P switch first everybody else falls and you're like I'm moving on <laughs> yeah there's ah, definitely some the great ruining friendships like the, <laughs> that's right there's definitely some awesome videos of like competitive Mar- the Mario Maker side so that's that's gonna be a fun troll item no doubt so. yeah. For sure, um, that that launch uh, that's that's Thursday. Is that when it's coming out? Is it yeah, December fifth. Yeah, okay. the fifth. Cool. So yeah, so stay tuned to uh, yeah to Nintendo Fuse, and we'll be. I, I'm sure Greg will be posting some levels and everything. If you're not friends with him and you haven't been following him on on uh, Super Mario Maker, be sure to do that. I I think I have created one level, and that was it. I don't even know if I created one. Um, it's, uh, but yeah, don't follow me. Um, follow Greg on there. He's he's the one that's creating everything. So um all right well let's let's wrap up uh this this long podcast uh with a couple uh closing stuff about games that are coming out over the next couple weeks what we're excited about and then we'll uh give you some information about our next podcast which is our game of the year podcast but uh let's let's talk about what we're hoping to play over the next couple weeks um just some notable things actually we're kind of waning down we're actually uh you know there's not as much uh coming out in terms of like big games over the next few weeks which is great because there's so many other games we've yet to play um some of the big ones though coming out are assassin's creed uh the rebel collection comes out on the fifth and uh the next two uh editions of shovel knight um 
King of Cards and Showdown are both coming out on December 10th. And I believe, is this, are those the last two um, for Shovel Knight? And then yep. they, they've they said they're going to be moving on to uh, to other properties <coughs> and creating other games and stuff like that. So this is the last two uh, DLCs for Shovel Knight. Um, right. So yeah, those are coming out. That's that's really the two that stood out to me over the next couple of weeks. Um, are either of those games or any other games that, uh, that you guys are excited about playing over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Greg? Um, well, I... I already have the tr- um, treasure, the that treasure trove pack from Shovel Knight, so I think I already will be getting those games mm-hmm. for free. So perhaps I might have to check them out. But yeah, otherwise I'll probably be playing more of the Untitled Goose Game and seeing if I can. I really need to get back into Dragon Quest Eleven. I hadn't played it since the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to play it, and it's like <laughs> just no time, and it's. I only have one console. I don't know how you guys can manage multiple. <laughs> yeah, I haven't booted up my PS4 in a long time. Um, Xbox every once in a while, but PS4, it's it's getting dust. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to continue more Dragon Quest Eleven. I was really interested and very sad to say I didn't have any time over the last two weeks, so I hope to have some more in the coming weeks as we go into Christmas and hopefully extra time off and whatnot, so... Cool. Yep. Cool. How about you, Barry? Um. Yeah. The those two are definitely two on my radar. Um. I've been waiting for Shovel Knight Treasure Trove to finally put out the final games because that's when the physical will be released. Because mm. uh, they've been waiting for everything, uh, which is great. Because I only played the original Shovel Knight and I played it on the 3DS, which is probably the worst way to play Shovel Knight with that circle pad. That's what I played it. it yeah. It's it's and it's like I can't wait to replay it with the Switch. Um, I say that, but I probably won't get to it for a while, even though there's a lot of content there. And Assassin's Creed uh, 4 and, and Rogue is, is one of those I didn't play. I wanted to play. I heard good things about, and maybe I'll get around to it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I'm excited for it. I think that one's a Switch exclusive, too, which is kind of nice mm-hmm. to see from Ubisoft, even if it is just a, a port. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like with you guys, I'll be playing the the Shovel Knight games and checking those out. Um, I <laughs> I think I have that the Treasure Trove or whatever. I think on like three different systems, but I'll probably be playing on the Switch. But uh, but I, I if I wanted to boot up my 3DS, I guess I could play it on there too. Um, and then I probably won't be getting Assassin's Creed. I, I played three on Wii U and it was fun, but uh, but yeah, I think it's kind of getting. I don't know. I know four and they, these new games have kind of given a new life, but I also kind of feel like it's not as cool as it once was. So uh, I'll probably stay away from those. Um, I'm excited to actually to get more into into Pokemon Sword as well. I got lost in the wild area and nice. uh, haven't progressed in the game at all. I just keep playing around in the wild area. It is a lot to do. <laughs> it's so it's much, fun. and I was like, why do I need a whole game? I'll just play around in the wild area from now on. So uh, I need to get actually back to the the real game and. Uh, and complete it and everything but um, well, when you complete yeah. it you can definitely go back to the wild area yeah. and play around there's more to the wild area too yeah um all right so yeah that's uh that pretty much brings us to the end of this episode and we do want to let you guys know um 
that our next episode will be on December 17th. That'll be our Game of the Year awards where we'll get a chance to kind of just talk through our favorite games of the year. And so this year we're going to be giving, um, we've kind of divided up a little bit differently um, than previous years because of just the different switching around with um, how Nintendo's been, you know, focusing on the Switch only and pretty much like the 3DS and the, the Wii U and everything are dead. And so and that they have a mobile categories and all this stuff. So here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing uh, top three Nintendo Switch uh, um, games. Nintendo so that's going to be like right? Nintendo games. Um, so like those are, those are games that are made by Nintendo uh, or like first or second party, basically. Um, top tier uh, AAA kind of games. Um, so not the, the cheaper ones. These are like the Zeldas and the Smash Brothers and things like that. Um, and then we're going to have the top uh, three third-party AAA Switch games. Um, so those are the ones, of course, made by by third parties that are on there. And we're going to have top three indie games, um, kind of those games that, that don't fall into that AAA sort of category but still um, deserve a notable mention. We will have uh, a top three mobile and 3DS category. So we're like, there they have, there are still some 3DS games uh, that have come out. And so we're going to put those together with mobile and uh, kind of go over the top three mobile and 3DS games. And then we'll have our top three overall, um, as usual, that kind of <coughs> take those from all the calculations um, from from everything, come with our, our top three games overall. And, uh, and I thought it'd be fun. Uh, we had some fun last year uh, with uh, throwing in a new category of the th- top three world worst games or the worst three games of the year. So we'll, we'll let's have some fun with uh, talking about um, the three games that we really did not like this year and uh, just have some have some fun with that. So, um, but yeah, that's going to be on December 17th. We would love for you guys to, to tune in live and um, throw your thoughts about what your games of the year are uh, in, into the chat. Um, interact with our picks. What do you disagree? Agree with them? Um, we'd love to see a lot of you guys uh, there for our live show um, on the 17th. And then we're going to take a couple week break um, because of of all the holidays coming up with Christmas and New Year's and Hanukkah and all the other holidays that fit within the, that like two to three week uh, um, uh, part of the year. And then we're going to be back on January. I'm going to get this wrong. Is it January 7th? I think it's the 7th. I think it's 7th. January 7th. The first Tuesday, basically, <coughs> in, in January, we will be... Uh, well, not the first Tuesday, because that's yeah, January 7th. 1st. Um, but we'll be back on, on that Tuesday. And, no, uh, that's the first Tuesday. Is it the first the, Tuesday? Because that's Wednesday. 31st okay. so, yeah. is Tuesday. So the first uh, Tuesday in, in, in January of 2020. That's crazy to think that 2020 is uh, just around the corner. Um, and we'll be talking about predictions then, like what we hope to you know, see for the for 2020 and and kind of maybe diving into a little more speculation town i know ryan said he's a big fan of speculation town so uh we'll be totally going in there on uh, the first show of 2020 but uh thank you guys so much for tuning in if you haven't subscribed hit the subscribe button hit the bell here on youtube be alerted every time we post a new video and um yeah i think uh just i, I think some of you guys may be asking the question because the people are doing it all across youtube what is this Copa thing or Coppa thing have to do with Nintendo Fuse? Is this going to affect us? I don't think it will, especially because we're not actually a monetized site right now. Um, so man, we're, we probably won't be affected by it in any way. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're going to keep posting our our, our, our uh, podcast here and everything. And, and you can, of course, subscribe to it um, on your podcast apps. Um, if you prefer the audio version, you don't like looking at us, you can just hear us if you want to. 
and you can do all that and everything. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for, for tuning in. Thanks, Greg and uh, Barry, for, for being here with me once again for the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Always a pleasure. Yep, always love being on it. And thank all you guys for uh, thanks to all you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Have a good night. See you later. <laughs>